Welcome to The Wrong Side, the podcast where we talk through the latest happenings in pop culture to help make sure you never find yourself on the wrong side of history. On today's episode, we're talking about the Bachelor PPP loan drama, Free Britney updates, and Tom Holland and Zendaya dating rumors. Did you see the pictures? What? Just, just <laughs> you, you made it to the very end of the intro. I was waiting for Let's Discuss, and then you threw that in. Just say yes or no. Yes. Let's discuss. <laughs> Emily, you are in your new New York City apartment. I see an Aritzia bag in the back, you rich mother trucker. (laughs) You got your Gen Z pillows over there on your bed in the background and everything's going good. How do you feel? I must clarify that Aritzia bag is definitely not mine, but I'm taking some clothes to Buffalo Exchange next week. And I figured if I carry them in, in an Aritzia bag, Mm. they'll probably be more likely to look through my stuff. You know, what's crazy is that's not wrong. Like I know what's, what's crazy is that's true. Or if you like walk in looking just funky, fresh in a fit, like fit it up, they will spend more on your clothing. That's actually true facts. Wait, that's actually a great call. I will actually make sure that I look decent. And I just got this new hair tool. It's like a round brush thingy from Ulta that my friend Paige used when we were in, when we were in San Diego and it made my hair so smooth and shiny. So maybe I'll do that on Tuesday as well before I go in. Okay. But can I offer some loving advice about the round brush? I highly recommend you use a blow dryer to get your hair like closer to damp dry before utilizing said blowout brush. Wait, yes. My friend Paige said the same thing, which I never would have known. So God bless both of you because yeah, I would have just gotten out of the shower and went straight for it. But yeah, yeah, she was like, get it mostly dry and then use it. Yeah. Cause it can be a breakage situation. I'm actually going through that right now, even with my Dyson, like it has nothing to do with the quality of the product. It's just not meant to like get your hair from wet to dry. It's meant to like style it. Even though the Dyson does do sort of an all-in-one, I'm waiting for that perfect product. You know what I mean? The one that you can just, it's a once over, it's like salon worthy. And it's also $20. (laughs) Well, all of those things are impossible, but especially the first $20, but especially the first thing, because it depends on your hair. A lot of people pop off. With no. the okay. We're getting into, I mean, this is my, interview. I know what we're like a beauty podcast now. Okay. Focus, focus, focus. <laughs> it's my, it's my no. inner beauty YouTuber, dude. When I was in high school, I wanted to be a fucking YouTuber so bad. And now it's like, I think God was on my side there because there's not a YouTuber that people like. <laughs> In this no, they're all they're all on the wrong side at this point. Yeah, so we would have I would have been talking shit about you if you had been a YouTuber. I just would have yeah. been discussing you every week and not in a good light. So it's for the best. But I don't know. Maybe there's a resurgence. Like I could be the next wave. Okay, whatever. Let's fucking get on to. I just can't. I'm I'm thinking about it right now because James Charles came back to YouTube today, and I'm not even going to talk about that on Stop the pod. It. No. Okay, hey, this is important stuff. Okay. So what about James Charles? Okay, well, I won't get into detail because it's just, it's James Charles. I mean, it's the same old story, but basically he took a break from YouTube. He released this long video a few months back where he was like, 
I accept my wrongdoings because he was like messaging all these 14 year old boys and he didn't know allegedly didn't know that they were 14 and I I low-key kind of believe him because like I think he's just really immature and dumb and like he thinks he's still 16 even though he's like 22 or something maybe they weren't 14 they were like 16 and they said that they were 18 or something like that he went on YouTube. He was like, I accept my wrongdoings, but I'm also not going to like fall on the sword for everything that's been called out for me because it's not true. Like he said, all these rumors were happening that weren't true. That was interesting because it was just like, eh, this is just reputation management. Like if you really like want to apologize, you should just apologize for what you did and what you accept to do. You don't have to like show the receipts for all the things you didn't do. It's just, it's just icky. Yeah. And then he basically came back to YouTube today being like, yeah. I did these things, but once again, like the rumor mill is just churning and churning and da 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 da. I don't know. He's just too much and he's very defensive. And I just, I can't bear to even think about him. At this Further point. discuss. Yeah. So that's really I mean, the update there. Every YouTuber keeps taking breaks. And so I'm just waiting for the inevitable day that they hopefully all take a permanent break and we just never have to hear from them again. I know. Isn't that confusing? Like everybody's on a break because they're all canceled. Mm-hmm. And it's just so weird. Like, how did you all manage to get canceled? I know. Not one person has made it out alive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's not even one of our stories, but it just, it just came up organically in our discussion. Oh. Let's get into the question of the day. Okay. So technically James came up with this one because we were just talking about tattoos before we started recording. I do not have any tattoos. Audrey does have a tattoo, but so we decided to make our question. If you had to get a tattoo tomorrow, what would it be and where? And I'm not sure if you're ready to go first. So let me know what order you'd like to go in for this. You go. Okay. Damn it. I was hoping you would go first. Okay. (laughs) I've had so much time to think about this and I still really don't know, but here's my thing. I'm going to blame my Nana for this. I have a fear of tattoos because ever since I was a little kid, she would always tell me, don't get one. Don't you dare get a tattoo. You know, I would freak out if one of you came home with the tattoo. So I've always had this like ingrained in my head, but I have nothing against them. Like people who have them, I genuinely do not care. But because of my internal fear of anything permanent, I would definitely get a small tattoo. And I think location wise, it would probably be ankle or like behind my ear, something like that. Um, As far as what I would get, this sounds sad. Like I wish I had some sort of an object or person or initial or something that I was like, you know, this just means so much to me that I need a tattoo of it. I literally cannot think of anything. Like at first I was thinking, oh, I could get like a little UW logo. Cause like, I loved UW, but then I'm like, no, that's weird. What if I'm 70 year old, <laughs> 70 years old and like have a UW thing. And then I was yeah. thinking like, oh, I could get a beach wave or like a little tree, you know, PNW, <laughs> which I love, but also like now I'm in New York. That's weird. Would I get a little empire state building? No, that's also weird. So I don't, Oh my God, dude. I literally don't know if anybody has any ideas. I'd probably just get something really simple, like a sun or like the moon, or maybe I'd get like the Gemini logo because I do love horoscopes and I identify very strongly with being a Gemini. Or maybe I'd get a number seven because I'm Enneagram seven and seven has always been my lucky number. So it'd be something like that. Again, probably behind my ear or on my ankle, but will I ever be getting a tattoo? Absolutely not. On to you. Mm, very interesting. <laughs> Those were so basic. Can you imagine you with a UW tattoo? <laughs> I know, but I was literally just, and then it kind of made me sad because I was trying to think what is something that holds significance to me. And I'm like, oh my God, do I not have any memories or anything that I love? What is wrong with me? So I don't know. I just, 
I would need more time to think about it, but then I would freak out if I got to the tattoo appointment and it, I'm just not the person that's meant to have a tattoo. That's totally normal. You know what I mean? Thank you for, thank you for validating that, but (laughs) sorry, that was like a really long answer, but I'm just being transparent here. Yeah. I'm here for that. Well, I've thought about it a lot because I do like my one little tat. I like the idea of having little tats sprinkled around. I have one on my wrist on like the outside facing of my wrist and then one on my little fingy, little fingy tat. And you got that after brunch, right? Yes. I got that (laughs) after bottomless mimosas (laughs) with a couple besties and it's just an A. And then my wrist tat is like a dad, a dad memorial tat. It's a little sound wave moment. Both Um, of them are very good. I do. I like them. I like them both. I do feel like the sound wave one day will become like not as dainty, but it's okay. I don't care. I've thought about this before. It's hard to think of things that I love so much that I would put them on my body. And I also want to, I want them to look like I would want them to be aesthetically pleasing, not only the design itself, but also where it exists on my body. And I really like where both of these ones are placed. I think if I were to get another one, I really like the placement of like the back of the arm behind your elbow, like facing oh. behind you. Or I like kind of like the side booby area. But I think that's like really the only places. And those aren't, I'm not even like obsessed with those. So I don't know mm-hmm. that I would get another one. But if I did, I've talked about getting one with my sister because our family has this like motif of postcards. My dad used to send us all postcards and my mom uh, when we were in college and my sister like collects them. And so there's just like a little postcard vibe. And that would be cute. But I wouldn't get like, I think what I would do or the like the thing that me and my sister talked about was like, you know how postcards have a line down the middle because like you put the writing on one side and the address on one side. Yeah. So I feel like we would do either like all the contents of the postcard without the outline Okay. The line down the middle, like the address lines and then the little stamp and like the little squigglies for when a postcard's like been stamped by the post office or just like a stamp. A stamp would be cute. Like a a rectangle with like squigglies around it, like a stamp, but that would be very cute. I probably won't get that because it's kind of like somewhat of like another dad tattoo and I already have a dad tattoo and like might be weird to have two. No, I don't think it would be weird at all. But I think the general consensus is definitely that both of us have ideas, but neither of us will be following up on them in the in the immediate future. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like if I got a tat, it would be something that like came to me organically, and I'd be like, "Ooh, let's do it." Okay, we have much to discuss. Actually, it's kind of like they're kind of longer stories, but not like super hard hitting. But we're going to start with the Bachelor PPP loans drama. So Those are gonna... two things I never thought I would hear in the same sentence. PPP On the wrong side. And Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. So let me read the story because it's a little complicé. So it's not that complicated, but there's a lot of players. So several former stars from The Bachelor and The Bachelorette are explaining why they were approved for COVID-era loans from the federal government designed specifically to help keep businesses afloat during the pandemic. Tasha Adams, Colton Underwood, Dale Moss, Ari, <laughs> Ari, and Lauren Burnham all sought loans through the Paycheck Protection Program, sparking debate among critics and fans online. Adams, Tasha, received 20K for her media brand, according to documents reviewed by People. Moss, Dale Moss, was approved for the same amount of money for his sole proprietorship. Ari and Lauren were approved for $20,000 for their company, Instagram Husband. And the married couple's Arizona-based business has two employees, records show. 
Underwood Colton took to his personal social media on Monday, June 28th. And according to E, he posted in an Instagram story, quote, my nonprofit filed for a PPP because we canceled our charity events for this year. We help people living with cystic fibrosis. Apparently he was also tired of being clumped together with the other bachelor stars adding, I don't make a dime from my nonprofit. Please stop lumping me in with the bachelor. I don't fuck with them anymore. They don't fuck with me. Point blank. Thanks. A spokesperson for Adam said in a statement to people that as a business owner, television and podcast host and brand ambassador, Tasha obtained a PPP loan that enabled her to hire an employee someone who is previously unemployed, to whom she offers market-based pay and benefits. Now, season 21 star Nick Bial called the discussions interesting as he weighed in on Monday. What's legal isn't always right, and what's what's illegal isn't always wrong, he tweeted. Don't know everyone's situation, but my gut tells any alum applying, applying for PPP is both savvy and shitty. Interesting debate. All right. So obviously we just covered the high level, what's going on, what are people mad about? And obviously it's clear. I mean, if it wasn't clear, if it wasn't obvious... People are mad because these are, you know, pretty wealthy influencers who have a lot of resources and just ability to obtain an income, even if they don't have an income, like right at the very moment that the PPP loans were made an option. So it's not that it was like illegal for them, like Nick Vial said, to apply for these loans, but the fact that they did says a lot about their character. And it's hilarious to me, just the grouping of people that we're, we're talking about here. So Emily, tell me your thoughts. I mean, first of all, I thought it was really interesting that Colton Underwood basically just said, you know, I don't fuck with them anymore. Like they don't fuck with me point blank. Why do you think he said that? I, I, I genuinely didn't understand who he was trying to like come at there. I mean, I'm assuming people probably just don't talk to him anymore. or The franchise doesn't speak to him anymore after his stalking. But I just thought that that was a very interesting comment to make. I think what that was because, and maybe I'm not, maybe I don't have the full picture, but from my understanding, like he stopped fucking with the bachelor franchise after his season because they wronged him so hard, but they wronged him so hard because he was trying to basically lie to them and tell them that Cassie wasn't his number one when there was that led to like the fence jump. It led to him being all confused and upset because he wasn't getting what he wanted. And it was like him, he was trying to game the system, which it makes sense why he was trying to game the system because it's a fucked up, like elaborate system. Yeah. And I think Bachelor was like, uh, fuck you. And then he went on like all these podcasts and wrote all these books about the whole Bachelor franchise. So I think he's just saying we're not besties anymore. And it also makes sense because what he got the loan for, like he got it for his nonprofit, which is for people with cystic fibrosis, I believe. Yes. Yes. So that's like a legitimate, like he said, like none of the money went into his pocket versus like, it's just confusing to me thinking about Ari and Lauren or Tasha or Dale Moss, who they're all trying to make it in their influencer career. They all have plenty of money in their pocket to finance somebody's employment. Like they're using as these excuses, like, oh, we hired somebody. It's like, you didn't need the loan, probably. <laughs> Especially I not just, Ari and Lauren. No, I thought it was funny when I first read the names because like you said, just what a group of people to put together. But I feel like Ari and Lauren are some of the most hated people in Bachelor in the Bachelor franchise. They are so easy to dislike and roast and make fun of. So, the, you know, when I saw their names, I was like, naturally, of course, they're all, they were already on the wrong side. And then obviously Dale... Like Claire and Dale, people just couldn't care less about them. Like they're bizarre. I don't want to ever see their names again. So of course he's in here. (laughs) Same with Colton. 
you know, even though he's living his new life and he's fully himself, I'm still not over the stalking and the the threatening, you know, comments and just his threatening nature to Cassie. Oh, yes. so all of those people are very easily dislikable, I guess I could say. But then you have Tasha, and Tasha was the one that surprised me. And I was reading a lot of tweets, I was reading on Reddit, and most people were saying, you know, like. I knew that Tasha had some mean girl tendencies or blah, 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 which I don't know how that relates to a PPP loan, but it was just interesting because I feel like people were talking the most about Tasha, And maybe that's because she's currently hosting The Bachelorette. So we're just seeing more of her than we are the other four. But I definitely think Tasha by far had the most positive reputation out of that bunch. And yeah. now it's like, will this officially loop her into the bad side of the quote famous people from The Bachelor? Or do you think she'll survive this? The thing is, like, even with the most well-liked Bachelor influencers, they're all influencers and nobody likes influencers. Like, we can just say that plainly and simply. There is a negative association between public sentiment and influencers or there's a negative sentiment. And so it's hard for me to say. It's really weird because I'm also in this shift of like, I I haven't even watched this season of The Bachelor (laughs) and I'm just kind of over it. I'm not only bored of it, but the last year just it's, it was just too much to bear in so many ways. And so I guess we'll see what happens, but I did watch a couple of her videos of her Instagram stories the other day and something just didn't sit right. And, and something's never sat right with Tasha, like, I feel like she is putting on kind of a, a face and she's very much playing into like this influencer person. And I just feel like the thing I don't trust influencers. And this is about any influencer who you can't see who their true, true personality is through the screen. Like, even if it's a bad personality or a personality that I know I wouldn't mesh with, I at least appreciate that they're like open about who they are. Yeah. Like I think about Victoria Paris on TikTok, like she's a clear (laughs) example of that. It's like, she's being who she is. She's not just like filling, fitting the mold of what an influencer is supposed to do and say. And it's not that I think that if Tasha does that, it's not like me saying that makes her a bad person. It's just, it, it, it's unsettling. It's like when you're talking to a robot, that's really eerily similar looking to a human like Sophie or whatever Mm. her name is it's the same feeling of like I am uncomfortable with the energy that you've created on your Instagram stories today you know yeah well and what pissed me off the most about this whole story was that obviously these loans like you said were meant for businesses to be able to keep their employees employed and to just stay afloat and it pisses me off so much because All five of them, as we know, have how many sponsorships? They're making how much money from just social media? Whereas Mm -hmm. like you have all these businesses that, you know, all these industries that there is no option to go online. There is no option to make money in a different way. So that's just what pissed me off is that even though the pandemic affected everybody, their jobs, these five were never in danger. And you had how many employees and bosses and business owners that were actually truly endangered by the pandemic so that's just yeah I just they were fine they're always going to be fine so that's what pissed me off the most I'd say that's definitely how I feel too and I feel like that's what um, Nick Vial was trying to say in his video was like all of these people would have been completely fine I think I just read something about how Ari and Lauren just bought their second home. Oh yeah. They just revealed on their YouTube channel that they purchased a second home in Hawaii. So, you know, they have at least a mill 
of some sort of net worth, whether it be in their You're ability kidding. to get loans or credit or whatever the fuck. So did you really need that $20,000 loan? Like, it's just a bad look. Again, it's legal for them to have done it, but was it necessary? And the thing you have to think about too is all these people's excuses were the fact that they are paying for employees. But I feel like if you're a profitable business and you're hiring employees, then you know that growth for a business means hiring more employees to be able to make more money than they were making without the employees. Like you make a profit on having more employees. So it was really just about their ability to get richer versus like, oh, we're employing people in the pandemic. Like fuck the fuck off because there are so many restaurants that I've seen just in Portland that went out of business because of the fucking pandemic. And maybe they could have used that $20,000 and it's just. Well, and you know what sentence would sum this whole thing up? Just because you can doesn't mean you should. That is something that they all should have been taught before they went ahead and got this loan. Yeah. To me, it's like, okay, if you just bought a million dollar home in Hawaii, and I'm assuming it was probably more because they're influencers, then is $20,000 even that much to you? Like, and at that point, is it worth like the fact that you have this like negative story about you now? Like, did your your PR professional not, you know, warn you of the repercussions of this action? Just another reason why they should be hiring you instead. But Audrey Weatherhead, LLC, (laughs) PR. (laughs) I think- what I will be doing, I mean, I don't think I follow any of them in the first place, but what I would encourage everybody listening that also feels enraged and pissed off and how do we get back at them? The obvious answer is unfollow them because as we know, every single one of our clicks and follows and searches just brings them more and more money. Like I think Lauren literally has 1.2 million followers. So if everybody could just, while you're listening to the pod, quickly open up Instagram, search all of their names, hit unfollow. That's really all we can do in this situation. Yeah, truly. Take action for what you believe in. Take action and make your ratio look better. (laughs) Truly. But I also, I just unfollowed influencers like a few months ago, every influencer, even the ones that I like, because they make me spend money and I spend a lot less money when I'm not being influenced 24 seven. So it's actually just a great practice, a a great personal practice for us normies. No, it's so true. And again, even if we didn't know how much money these people make from being famous Instagram influencers, it's not like they hide how much money they have. Like you said, they just, Ari and Lauren just bought a second home in Hawaii. Tasha, I feel like on every Instagram story has the most expensive handbags, talks about owning this like red brick New York City building. And then I know that Ari has like always had stories of his Porsche. And it, it's just like, they don't, they flaunt it. They it's, flaunt it. It's extreme so, wealth. I can't get behind any of them at this point. And I feel the exact same way as you do. I mean, obviously if you follow our Instagram, you, you know that we aren't covering it because <laughs> I'm just over it. Like I'm just over the bad sort and the bad sort forever. Chris Harrison is gone forever. And so am I. Yeah. And speaking of celebrities that we can get behind, (laughs) Tom Holland and Zendaya. Oh my God. This literally just came out like not minutes before we started recording. Well, probably minutes. But still, I was so fucking shook to my course. Let me just read this real quick. But if you're listening, what you'll need to do is you'll need to visit the Wrong Side podcast on Instagram and look at our Instagram stories and we will post the photos that we are referring to in this story. Spider-Man co-star Zendaya and Tom Holland solidified their off-screen romance with a passionate makeout session in Los Angeles on Thursday. The couple were photographed packing on the PDA 
at a red light during a sunset drive in Holland's $125,000 Audi sports car. The cherry actor, 25, could be seen holding Zendaya's face closely as he leaned in to kiss the Euphoria star, 24. At one point, the pair were spotted smiling and acting silly while inside the car. Holland then stared lovingly at Zendaya and caressed her chin. Following their starring roles in 2017 Spider-Man Homecoming, in which Holland played Peter Parker and Zendaya portrayed his classmate Michelle, sources said they had started seeing each other, which is crazy because that means they've been together for like a long ass time. There have been rumors about them dating, but I saw these images and my heart just shone with glee. No, anything that Zendaya does, I'm I'm immediately behind. Like, she can do no wrong. I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with Tom Holland. I'm so happy about this. You know that I live for a good on-screen, off-screen romance because it's true. Like, if you can see the chemistry on screen and mm-hmm. when it's there that aggressively, you just want to see it off-screen as well because it just fills you with so much joy. And this is a while back. I'm really going to throw it back to like 2017. But do you remember when they both went on lip sync battle? Oh, what did they sing? I remember it now, but I don't remember. I can't picture it. Tom Holland did Singing in the Rain and Umbrella. And then Zendaya did 24K Magic by Bruno Mars. Okay. And hers was iconic. She did such a good Bruno, but then Tom Holland did Umbrella and it was pouring and there, yes. like the dancing was there. And watching the two of them was so iconic and you could just see the chemistry and they even showed some clips of them preparing for everything. They were totally flirting with each other. He's a little bit shorter than her and she called him out on it. And I just love them. He's so cute. Wait, how tall is he? For just for scientific purposes. He's 5'8". Oh, crazy. Wait, and I I think she's 5'11". Zendaya height. (laughs) She is 5'10". Did you see that video of them at Disneyland? No. So there was a video of, because you know how Marvel, or what is it called again? Avengers Campus just opened up on at Disneyland. In yeah. LA. Did you see how, like, you know, they have characters walking around. And one of the yeah. characters, one of the characters is Spider-Man. And there's this video of him, like, walking around, doing, like, a meet and greet, taking some pictures with some people. Um, it's, like, these five kids. And Zendaya, Jake Gyllenhaal, and the sidekick, who I cannot name, walk around the building and surprise these kids. They're like, oh, my gosh, hi, it's us. And the kids are like, oh, wow, you guys are here. Cool. And then uh, Tom Holland takes off the Spider-Man mask, and it's fucking Tom Holland. Oh, I so- haven't seen that. I need to watch that. I'll send it to you, but it was honestly underwhelming because all of the kids like weren't even like excited. Oh my God, that's the worst. They were just sad. But anyways. Okay, but it doesn't this, if they're confirmed dating or if they're in a relationship, whatever it is, isn't that confirmed then that all of the Spider-Mans have dated their co-star? Because (gasps) we have Toby, Toby McGuire and Kirsten Dunst. We have, what's his name? Is it like Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone? (gasps) Yes, so and now right. we have these two. However, the bad news is that Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst, neither of them worked out. So is it a curse? Is it a blessing and a curse? We'll see. Time will tell. We will see. But either way, that's iconic. I know. Damn. Okay, well. Also, apparently, I mean, this was definitely not like huge headlines, big news. 
but apparently there was some sort of toy leak from within Spider-Man, like no way home. <laughs> apparently some toys like got leaked, like a Lego set or something, which again, I had never heard of because I don't think that really made it into the top headlines of the day. <laughs> but I saw this tweet that said, Sony, we need a distraction from all these Spider-Man toy leaks. Tom Holland and Zendaya, we got you. So Wait, like, yeah. I mean, could you does, imagine? It does feel like the pictures are so cute that they it's like there's this you know the cynic in me that's like they have to be fake but I really hope they're not fake they're so fucking cute and they're literally in a car so it's like and the car is like pretty dim and the photos are pretty bad totally it It, makes me want to believe that it's real and there's like a couple shots of them like elsewhere close together chilling so we'll see how that unfolds but we had to cover it because it gave me so much life and it's so funny how A-listers really got out of Dodge with having to be held accountable because they could be horrible people and I wouldn't know, but they're just so adorable and cute and I loved them in Spider-Man and they're just, they stay winning. No, I really hope that this is a for sure thing because remember when she was dating Jacob, Jacob Elordi, Jacob Elordi? The guy, the guy from her show. Yes. For yes. Yes, they dated. And I remember everybody freaking out when they were spotted kissing in New York, walking around. But now he is dating Kaya Gerber. So, which everybody was devastated about because like who dumps Zendaya? I mean, Kaya Gerber is stunning and beautiful and great and successful. But again, who dumps Zendaya? No one. No one. Tom Holland is so cute. They just seem like good people. If anybody has not seen the lip sync battle, go (laughs) watch it. You'll see their chemistry. They're so fun. They're so cute. We love a two inch high difference. I (laughs) I really hope this is real. He's so handsome with his glasses. I know. And even in the picture, even though it's blurry and kind of a shitty photo, look at his jawline. Like go off Tom Holland. His jawline is snatched to the gods. Cut her hand off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of people whose hands I want to cut off. People who have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> A free Britney update. Jamie Lynn speaks. So as we all know, um, just before I get into this story, we heard that Britney's request to have her father, Jamie Spears, removed from her conservatorship was denied. Based on the way that the news is spreading, the things I've been reading, it feels like it's this isn't the end. It's more of like a stipulation or like a, a process thing that has to happen. And I feel like there would be more outrage if this was like final, like she's just goes back into like her psychological prison. So we'll keep you updated on that. But a very interesting um, advancement of this story was Jamie Lynn taking to her Instagram stories to not only speak on her sister, but then talk about how she is fearing for her and her children's lives after speaking out in support of her older sister, Britney Spears, amid her conservatorship battle. Jamie Lynn, 30, revealed on Friday that they've been receiving death threats. The actress wrote on her Instagram stories, Hi, I respect that everyone has the right to express themselves, but can we please stop with the death threats, especially the death threats to children? The only reason I haven't spoken out before is because I felt that until my sister was able to speak for herself and say what she felt she needed to say publicly, that it wasn't my place and it wasn't the right thing to do, Jamie Lynn added. Maybe I didn't support the way the public would like me to with a hashtag on a public platform, but I can assure you that I support my sister long before there was a hashtag and I'll support her long after, she assured fans. Uh, She also commended her sister for using her voice. I'm proud of her for requesting new counsel, like I told her many years ago. 
oh, not in a public platform, but just in a personal conversation between two sisters, she said. Now, if you follow us on Instagram, we posted her full little rant. It was about five slides, maybe a minute long of her talking on her Instagram. And it was a whole lot of nothing, no? No, yeah, it was, I got so excited when I saw that she spoke up about it, but here's all I have to say. I'm getting big sus vibes from Jamie Lynn. And I'm disappointed by that because I just assumed, you know, we haven't heard much from her. Maybe that means she's on Britney's side and she's just not trying to talk out to potentially put her in further danger or, you know, worsen her chances of getting out of this conservatorship. But I am getting major sus vibes. I know that she has spoken out in the past, basically lashing out against the free Britney movement and telling, you know, accusing these concerned fans of, quote, not knowing a damn thing. I think this whole family is sketchy at this point. I trust no one. I think there's too many people. They're all just profiting off of Britney. They're all banded together. I'm convinced of it. This video from her convinced me of that. Yeah, because the allegations going around about the Spears family are so extreme. And that was just not a normal way to respond, knowing what things are being said about your family. It felt intentionally vague. And it was just like, dude, if my fucking sister was going under this, like I would be shouting from the rooftops. Like, yes, Jamie Lynn Spears may not have control. Like we all know the conservatorship is, is basically powered by Jamie Spears. But what do you mean that you have supported your sister since before there was a hashtag? Like, what the fuck does that actually mean? And if you have supported your sister, or if you truly believe that, then we all disagree with the way you've been supporting your sister because- she has clearly been, you know, in this situation for over 10 years, over a decade. No, ex- exactly. And why did it take the release of a New York Times documentary for you to speak out in quote support of this? She's yeah. had over a decade to speak out and there's been nothing. And I understand, like, I just think it's like, if you're going to speak out at all, then what she should have said should have been much differently. Like she looked better when she wasn't saying anything. Cause at least in that case, in that case, she was like plausible deniability. Like, of course I didn't talk about anything. This is a very serious matter. This is my family. It's not your, it's not your problem. She just fueled the fire by saying nothing, like getting on her Instagram stories and literally saying nothing and basically incriminating herself more. Yep. And she was one of the people, one of many, who didn't even release a statement to the documentary team when asked. So it's like if she really wanted to say some of this stuff, you know, like I've supported my sister from the start, blah, blah, blah. You would think she would have included that in a New York Times documentary, but she denied. Yeah. So I'm not team Jamie Lynn. I'm not team Jamie. I'm not team whatever their mom's name is, probably a mishmash of the same names of Jamie and order. Jamie Lynn, maybe just Jamie, Jamie, <laughs> Lynn, Jamie, just Lynn with one N. No, but I, this family just pisses me off at this point. And again, they're all profiting off of Brittany. It's not like just Brittany's dad is the one profiting. So is Jamie Lynn. And also what is Jamie Lynn doing these days? Nothing. So of course she probably wants to keep all the money that she's getting from the conservatorship. I mean, I'm not trying to call her a bad person, but also I am. I mean, I don't think either of them, this whole family doesn't want the conservatorship to end because all of a sudden they have no money. Wait, that's so fucking true. I didn't even think of that. Like, of course she wants it to continue because how yeah. else is she going to make a living? Yeah. Like, how they else even is she going to pay for all these fancy trips? Oh my God. Oh my God. That's so true. What does Jamie Spears do? Like, is he a lawyer? I couldn't even tell you. It sounds like he's just been a piece of shit job. And also thanks to Reddit, I found out, even though I don't think this person technically works for Britney, 
Jamie Lynn was apparently very close with this person named Lou Taylor. And Lou Taylor is the woman who is rumored to be the orchestrator of the conservatorship and someone who Brittany herself has accused of stalking. Oh my God. So that just makes it even messier. Even though Lou Taylor is no longer involved with Brittany, this is someone that has clearly had a lot of issues with the family and Jamie Lynn is very close to them. (sighs) This is so heartbreaking. I really hope that this is in the end. Like, I don't want this to become a story where it just kind of fizzles out because people got paid off and, and, you know, creepy shit happened because I truly felt like last week when we talked about Free Brittany, if we got a denial from the judge for her to be like released or at least something positive for her, that there would be mass outrage. And weirdly, there hasn't been like really a lot of discussion other than everybody posting like e-news posting and everything. So I just feel like maybe I'm missing something like there is more to the story. There's more more things to that have to occur before it's time to riot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just hit the streets. I feel so, I mean, I think everybody at this point feels so bad for Brittany for so many reasons, but let's say that even in, you know, one perfect miracle day, she's finally free from this conservatorship. She can go back to living a somewhat normal life, whatever that looks like for her. Can you imagine the sort of trust issues that this whole situation would cause and just constantly feeling like you can trust nobody around you? Because if every single one of your close family members is just using you for money to stay on your payroll, how can you be expected to trust a romantic partner, mm-hmm. new friends, even your own family? Yeah. She has and that's no nuts. One. Like I, you know, you hear about celebrities whose families sort of turn on them. Like one person that comes to mind immediately is Vanessa Bryant and how her mother, they've had a lot of public feuding because Vanessa's mother is basically just trying to take advantage of all of Kobe's profits and all For of she, that yeah. stuff. So there's been a lot of public feuding over that. And that must be horrible, but it's sort of isolated to that one person. You know, it's Vanessa's mother. Whereas now you have Brittany and it's seriously just dad, mom, sister, trust no one. It's a whole coalition. And probably what's happening is that if that's the case, if they're really doing this, if this is real, they probably all convince themselves that she's sick and that she needs help. And and they're, they know like that would be insanity for this many people to group together to basically cause the demise of like their family member mm-hmm. it seems like they they really do think she's not okay but I mean maybe they don't maybe they're all just fucking crazy maybe they meet on Fridays in some creepy ass dark room and put on some fucking weird cult shit and say how the fuck are we gonna ruin Brittany's lives today and I would believe it if that came out so they have a secret handshake oh for <laughs> sure I'm sorry, but I'm actually dying. I know we joked about Britney's mom being named Lynn. Her name is literally Lynn Spears. That makes sense. sense. Oh, wait, we knew this because the dad's yeah, name is Jamie. The mom's name is Lynn. That's how Jamie Lynn came to be. Okay, wow. And it's like, why is the second daughter Jamie Lynn and the first daughter's name is Brittany? That's sus right off the bat. What if this whole thing was planned? They planned this from the start. Jamie Lynn was in on it as an embryo. Wait, that's so true, though. If you're going to no, have a weird. name like Jamie Lynn, you would totally give your firstborn that name, not your second one. Yeah, I'm confused and scared. Okay, that like literally gave me goosebumps. Anyway, yeah. I was going to say that out of the three of them, even though I'm fully convinced at this point that all three of them are sus and just using her for money, if I had to pick one person that I think is not as sus, it would definitely be the mom because 
she has liked a bunch of the free Britney tweets, especially when they first started, like not just after the documentary came out. And then apparently she's also written a book about their life where she calls Jamie Spears, the father, an alcoholic abuser and mm-hmm. basically just highlights a lot of his issues. So yeah, that's interesting, but I'm still not on board because this whole family is just fucked up to say the least. I think that's true. And I also think the boyfriend could be good. The boyfriend is is a very hot and cold subject. I've been reading Reddit. I've been reading tweets. Some <laughs> people say yes. Some people say hell no. Only time will tell. But if you're someone like Brittany, you, I mean, either you just never date again or yeah, you just hope for the best because you have no other option. Okay. Well, either way, I hope we get some answers. We will continue to touch base on the story as we learn more. But if she posts again, I swear to God, I'm going to freak out. Somebody tweeted, she looks like just an MLM person. Like if you interrupted her, you know, like somebody (laughs) being, and I'm like, that is spot on. That is spot on. I hope that she does not post again. I look forward to further updates on the story. And that's all we have for you. That's all. Thanks. Thank you so much for being with us again for another episode of The Wrong Side. You know the drill. Follow us on Insta. Write us a review. Do whatever you got to do. Let us know if you want us to cover anything next week. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.